0: do you ever go fishing? I mean, just fishing to relax, uh, fishing, fishing to recreate?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's where I differ from a lot of guys on the Elite Series. You know, there's a yeah. lot of guys that'll, when when we're not fishing a tournament, they, they'll they go do something else. You know, they'll work around the house or go play golf or something like that. You know, and it, I think to a lot of people, it, it becomes a job, but I, I can honestly say I've been doing it for nine years, and I hope I can always say this: it's, it's not become a job to me yet. I'm still just as passionate about bass fishing as I've <laughs> ever been because every day, you know, every day is a new day. It's, it's no different than I mean, every day is a new day. You know,
2: got- camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb.
1: Hey,
3: Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed?
2: Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? Buckgrits.com. Buck Grits.
3: Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed?
1: Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head.
3: And it's going to help the and dough, I assume, too, after they have the fawns.
1: That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop.
0: Well, where can I get Buck Grits?
1: Buckgrits.com. You can get a sample, you can order it directly from the website, and we're coming to a retailer near you. If you want to
0: help a deer hurt, use
2: Buck Grits. I've been on a big boy for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to a holler, take it to a field, across a creek, of a big old hill. Yeah, right Wise Eye passed on down, deep in the ground.
1: Wise Eye presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors with Redbone, Mike Crace, and myself today. Wayne will not be with us today. Wayne has some meetings to go to this evening. Uh-huh. And Wayne, we wish you he was here, but it's business as business. We understand, buddy. I uh, wish you the best in whatever you're doing and uh, again as always we, we've got a great show lined up and man it's been super super hot here in the midwest and the ozarks everybody i don't know what it's doing in your neck of the woods but it's extremely hot and humid you agree red uh, yeah
0: and i think really you know as as i look and, and of course i spend a lot of my day paying attention to weather as you know alex and uh it's that way everywhere. I mean, we're just in a in a period here of extremely hot weather. And, of course, we're recording on Wednesday. And uh, I know around Winona they had some rain earlier today. But that was the first rain in 12 days. And we're looking maybe at some thunderstorms moving in by Saturday night or Sunday. But Saturday, and most of you are hearing this show on Saturday, if you're listening on the radio, 100 degrees actual temperature. That's not the feels-like temperature. That's going to be the actual temperature on Saturday, 100.
1: And we're supposed to fish a tournament Saturday, a nutrition (laughs) uh, fundraiser for Ellington, Missouri, Doug Warren's tournament at Van Buren, Missouri. Uh, The take launch sites are Watercrest and Big Springs Landing. You'll pay your entry fees there at Van Buren at Watercrest before 7 o'clock. You'll draw numbers, then you'll be launched from each launch site. Uh, the weigh-in's at 5 o'clock, and all the proceeds go to help. I uh, only to Missouri the nutrition program right.
0: I have right. over there. Well, very cool. All right, so, Alex, uh, when, when yeah. we get to a day like that, all right, and that's just a good way to, to good place to start. When it's going to be 100 degrees, it's going to be sunny. Uh, since we do have a chance for some storms moving in Saturday, it's probably going to be very humid, very muggy. How do you, How do you fish the river in that kind of weather? I mean, I think I know what the answer is. Uh, and I'm not talking about just from what kind of what kind of water are you looking for, but uh, just the strain on the body of being out in that water all day like that. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough day.
1: Well, we fished the his and hers uh, last weekend, Linda and I did. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to the top five winners. You can go to the Trent River Smallmouth Association page and uh, – Check out the winners. But uh, we had 18 boats in it. Linda and I finished uh, ninth. We had 582, 885. One, it was Robbie and Jericho Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Super Service, Robbie Williams. He's a master, uh, one of the best smallmouth fishermen on that river. That guy knows it, sleeps, eats, breathes it. So to answer your question, uh, most of your fish right now is extremely hot like this they move to swift water because the swifter water produces more uh, oxygen. And mm-hmm. it's cooler. Also, cooler, they will also get go to deep holes where it's dark and cooler where the springs may be coming in underneath these bluffs. Mm-hmm. Those are spots that we focus on. Now, the fish will move in and out from deep to shallow different times of the day. So if you're in a deep, deep hole and say there's a big bluff there, on the other side of the creek and it gets shallow and there's logs over and there's current going over, it. they'll stage in places like that right there. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, of course, the yep. physical aspect of being out in that heat and just being relentless, beating out on you all day up, Hats off the guys that are going to fish tournaments in weather like that because it's tough.
1: Yes, it is very tough. And uh, you just got, you know, there was there I think the tournament before that, we had, uh, I think, 28 boats in it maybe. I can't remember, but maybe 28 boats in it. But uh, we had a great turnout. And uh, a lot of no dead fish at all that was weighed in. What? We hear some people complaining, griping about dead fish in this hot weather. You know, the things that CRSA, Kern River Small Life Association, everybody's got to have a live well, and everybody's got to have an aerator in your live well to keep these fish alive. Mm-hmm. That's mandatory. And everybody's got to follow the rules and regulations of the state Missouri department of uh, water patrol and also the MDC. So we're very strict and candid about following the rules and taking care of our smallmouth, our resource.
0: Yeah. But you know, it, I mean, it, but sometimes fish just die, Alex. And, and I know it from, I never fished a tournament in my life and, and probably never will, but just, you know, even in a catch-and-release situation, sometimes that fish just doesn't survive. I mean, that's that's just the way yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, the, the stress yeah. of the catch or, uh, you know, maybe getting the hook out. You did something uh, wrong or, I mean, there there are so many things that can happen. And sometimes that's just going to happen, and people just have to kind of accept it and go, well, we're sorry, but that's just its Mother Nature. It's the way it is.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. I just want to say this, too, before we go to a break. Uh those people, again, reiterating, repeating, want to be negative about tournament fishing when tournament fishing actually helps the, the quality of the fish on the rivers and the lakes because you got people that's usually keeping every fish they catch to eat. Now you get these people involved in the tournaments. Now they don't want to keep every fish they catch. They want to let the big ones go, the good breeders go, and and try their chances of catching a big one the next time they go fishing, so it's a good thing. Tournament fishing is a positive thing. It creates a lot of, of income for your towns and, and rural areas and, and it inspires young kids to want to
0: become professional fishermen too. So yeah. and, and I think it, there's, it's a great thing. Yeah. And I don't know why people can't understand that there has to be give and take. I mean, in almost every situation, there's got to be some give and take and that's okay. Yes,
1: it is okay. And, uh, I think, you know, when these kids watch Bass masters Elite, Major League Fishing, etc., kids look up to them just like an athlete, a pro football player, a pro baseball player. And we've talked about this before. These pro fishermen, uh, like Bradley Roy and, and Brandon Lester, uh, just to name a couple, these guys go out and pre-fish several days in a row in the hot sun and all different types of weather. Then they fish two or three days straight. You know, mm-hmm. for three days. Now, think about that. I'm, I'll tell you, one day wears me out. Yeah. Well, I'm wore out, and I'm a, I am am
0: fried. Well, the thing, if you're a professional fisherman, what you got to think about is, is they start their season fishing in bitterly cold weather, and then they transition into unbelievably hot weather, and then they end their season fishing in the cold weather again. So, they, I mean, they're out there enduring all the elements, and if it's raining, they don't cancel the fish tournament. They go ahead and make no. fish anyway, unless it starts to be lightning and storms. And the you know they'll put it on yep. you know put it on hold for a little bit. But uh, they're out there in the elements. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough job. Everybody looks at it like, oh man, I'd like to be a professional fisherman and just fish all the time. Yeah, you know, exactly. fo- follow one of those yeah. guys. Follow one of those guys around for about a week and see if that's still what you want to do with your life.
1: Exactly. Just watch them and follow them. That yep. being said, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back. We're going to talk more about fishing, and it's, you guys are going to love this. we got Bass Masters Elite Champion Brandon Lester going to join us in about one minute. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this.
2: Right here, right now, this is Chancey
1: Walters listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge. the knows our Curd
2: Bull. Wishing on some love. I've been
3: Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day?
0: I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move.
3: Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really,
0: Eye Technology. This camera has
3: five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. That WiseEyeTechnologies.com.
0: And how do I find out more information about these guys?
3: You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. A big old head.
2: Year after year, got my hunting gear. Amped
1: Outdoors presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. As promised, and on the phone, Bash Masters Elite Champion, Brandon Lester, my brother in Christ, a family man, a man that is a class act. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Hey, Alex. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's extremely hot here in Birch Street, Missouri. What's it doing down there around Winchester? It's very hot here, too. Very, very hot. Almost 100 degrees, man. (laughs) (laughs) The humidity's worse than that, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so so Brandon, again, thanks for being on the show with us. You and I become friends through a mutual friend, Mr. Randy Yarbo, and what another great man of, of Christ and just a, a wonderful guy, and he said, "Man, you got to meet this Brandon Lester." I said, "Well, I've seen him uh, fishing these turkeys and stuff. Oh, he's like my little boy. I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, he's <laughs> like my son." He goes, no, "You got to come down and fish and turkey hunt with us." This Brandon Lester loves to kill them turkeys, and he is a bass fishing beast. And by the way, everybody, I call Brandon Lester Triple B, Big Bass <laughs> Beast Brandon. I do Triple B If Triple B shows up to a tournament You better be scratching your head Because that boy's got a game plan So Brandon How does it feel to be a Bassmasters Elite Champion Man it feels awesome Um, You know This is my ninth year Fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series And I've had a great career uh, certainly can't complain. It, you know, I, I've come close to winning a bunch of times. Uh, I won a couple of opens, um, Angler of the Year AOYs on the open uh, on the open side of things, but I just never had won uh, an Elite Series event. So to finally get that done, man, it <laughs> it feels really good.
0: Yeah, Brandon. At, yeah, well, I was going to say, at at what point in the tournament? Or is if there was a point during the tournament, did you think legitimately and in your head go, you know what? I'm gonna win this thing.
1: <laughs> I don't think there was well when I thought I had a chance to win was mm-hmm. on the morning of day three when I when I showed up to my little spot and they were there again because the spot where I did most of my damage was a small little spot. It was about the size of maybe three of, of my bath boats put together. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Not a very big, yeah, not a very big spot at all, about, about maybe the size of somebody's living room, you know, something like that. And when I showed up there the morning of day three, it just kept replenishing every morning. Uh-huh. I'd show up and they'd be there. So after that third morning, I was like, you know what? There's enough fish here for one more day. This is, this is a legitimate possibility, but then on the fourth day, I got to that spot, and we blasted off at 7 o'clock. I had a 30-minute run to get there, and at 7.51, I already had five bass that weighed 17 pounds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was it was <laughs> unbelievable, and then about 1 o'clock that afternoon, I caught a six-pounder, and that put me over 20 pounds for the day, and at that point, I've pretty much knew in my heart that
0: I had I won the tournament. Yeah. Now, were you leading throughout the tournament? And I know we're going to get more into specifics here, but you know how, how did the days go day by day? Were you in the lead, near the top? Because obviously when you get that last day and you're over 20 pounds, you get, and if you knew where you were to start, I mean, everybody can do the math, and you're, you you got to know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So on the elite series, they're four day events. For right. anybody who doesn't know, after day one, I was sitting in fifth place. I had twenty one something the first day. Uh, I took the lead after day two, so uh, I went out. You know, days days three and four with the lead, um, and and going into day four, I had about a three and a half pound lead. So. You know, going into that last day with a a three-and-a-half-pound lead, I still had a job to do. I still had to catch some. It it was definitely not a given, but I knew if I caught another solid bag that it would be real hard for those guys to catch me. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh We're going to talk more about Brandon's strategies. We're going to talk about his family, but we're going to go to a break right now. We come back with more American Roots right after this.
3: This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening
2: to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and
3: friends. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp. 24-volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries that have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. A
2: pair of hunting boots, passed on down, planted deep in the ground, around your heart. Bug Drits
1: presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, segment three of the show. And if you're just now joining us, we've got Bassmasters Elite Champion from the Pickwick Lake, Brandon Lester. I call him Triple B. Brandon, Big Bass Beast, Brandon. So, Triple B is on the show, and i want to ask you a question here, and I kind of got an outline that I sent you. We jumped ahead, Mike did, on, on the second segment there. But let's talk about your roots Let's talk about your family, your mom and your dad, and and your wife and your babies. Let's talk about that. Tell us about your mom and dad. Yeah, absolutely. So my dad was very instrumental in my passion for the outdoors. You know, Alex, as you know, I love the turkey hunt, I love the deer mm-hmm. hunt, but I also love the bass fish, and and I love any kind of fishing really. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, my dad was he, he was. He'd always take me out. As a matter of fact, looking back as a kid, I can honestly say I don't think he ever told me no when I asked him to take me fishing. It was creeks, it was farm ponds, it was rivers, wherever we could let a line, man. You know, that's how I grew up fishing and just really got that love for the outdoors. And then as I started to get older, uh, it grew into, hey, maybe I, can, maybe I can do this for a living. But my mom was very, very supportive in that, in that dream as well. Um, And now that I've got a family of my own, you know, my wife, Kimberly, our two girls, um, Leanne, she's 10, Shiloh, she's four. So, um, man, I'm outnumbered. I'm in a house full of women, but it's all good. It's never a dull moment around here, I promise you. And um, It it takes a village to do what I do, man. It it really does, and everybody's so supportive, and, and I certainly appreciate that. I mean, my dream is their dream. It really is. That's beautiful, man. And and, you know, I saw your pictures after you won the Bassmasters Elite. You went straight to the ocean with your girls, and I thought, man, this guy is classy. He's taking away, going to wind down with his family on the ocean instead of going home and just loading up and laying up. He went ahead and went with his wife and babies to share his love. And show his respect to them. I, I think that was awesome, Red Bone.
0: Yeah, I do too. Because that's what a lot of guys would do. They'd take a take a week off and do nothing. But and uh, yeah, and yeah, going going on a vacation like that right after winning. That's that's a pretty good deal. And they've got a they've got to really appreciate that too, Landon.
2: Brandon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean that that. Vacation, it just kind of fell at a good time. It's just the way it kind of worked out. We had it planned for six or eight months beforehand, but it was extra special. We go to the beach every year. You know, that's a thats a family trip that we do, but it was extra special this year. We took the trophy with us. And, uh, I called the it pictures. Was, it was kind of a bit <laughs> of the week for sure. Yeah, he's standing, he's standing on this uh, beach holding up his Bass Masters Elite And the blue trophy, man, and it is absolutely beautiful. Again, that's a class act. Hey, let's talk about your hometown. Talk about that a little bit real quick before we go to a break. Tell us about your hometown and your friends and how they they welcomed you when you came home. How how did they treat you? Yeah, my my hometown is pretty small. It's a little town called Fayetteville, Tennessee. It's in southern middle Tennessee, um, Lincoln County. Uh, Real good part of the world. The closest big city to me is Huntsville, Alabama. I'm about 30 minutes away from there. But Fayetteville is just a a small-town field. You know, most people, we know just about everybody in the town. And um, got a lot of good friends here, man. And and the hometown support, every time I do good in a tournament, it'll be in the Elk Valley Times, which is our local newspaper. (laughs) You know, and I... I certainly, I, I mean that means the world to me. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what it's all about. That's a beautiful area down there too. You're not very far from Pickwick, really, are you? Not really. No. I, depending on which end you want to go to, I can be there within an hour and forty five minutes to two hours, uh, somewhere right in there. You know, most of the the Tennessee River chain, Gunnersville, Pickwick, Wheeler, Wilson, all of those are within a couple of hours of me. So. Um, I'm real fortunate in this part of the country, man. I've I got a lot of good fishing real close to me. Yeah. Hey, real quick here, tell us about what you did to prepare for this tournament. How many days did you pre-fish? Uh, how, when did you find the fish? Just real quick here. we got to about two minutes left, I think, in a segment. Okay, yeah. So, pickwick is a lake that I've I've got a pretty good bit of uh, prior knowledge on. I started fishing, fishing over there a long time ago and, and spent Quite a bit of time there in the past five years. I'd go over there six or seven times during the summer and just kind of work on my ledge fishing game and try to learn that whole deal. Um, our Elite Series rules: we only get three days to practice for these events, so that's all the practice I got. Um, and I found that winning school of fish that was so special for me. I found it on the third morning of practice. Um, did, but, did you yeah. did you find it with a live scope, or how did you find them? I run Lawrence Electronics, um, and I I used I when I'm at the console actually idling looking for those fish. I run side imaging and and down scan, and I actually found this school on side scan. I saw them sitting out 60 feet to the right of my boat. I saw them sitting there in a the school when I idled by. So that's how I found this. Wow. Kid.
0: Wow, what do you think of that red bone? I think that's pretty cool. Now, when, when you when you saw that school of fish, I mean, immediately, did you know this is my spot?
1: Uh, no, you, you never really know that, but it was kind of in an off-the-beaten-path kind of a place. It was a shallow spot. Hmm. A lot of these ledge spots you'll see are 15 to 25 feet deep. This spot was actually only 5 feet on top and dropped off into 8 feet. So I thought maybe I might add it to myself, and and turns out I found I found it, and nobody else did. So uh, definitely,
0: I kind of got a little bit lucky, there. <laughs> yeah. I, so, yeah, Alex, so, before so, we go, so what was your? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I just go. say before we go to the break here, because we just got a a, a minute or two, and, and I know you got some specifics here, and, and you know techniques and baits and those kind of things. But uh, Brandon, when you're not fishing. Do you ever go fishing? I mean, just fishing to relax, uh, fishing, fishing to recreate?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's where I differ from a lot of guys on the Elite Series. You know, there's a yeah. lot of guys that'll, when when we're not fishing a tournament, they, they'll they go do something else. You know, they'll work around the house or go play golf or something like that. You know, and it, I think to a lot of people it, it becomes a job, but i I can honestly say I've been doing it for nine years, and I hope I can always say this. It's it's not become a job to me yet. I'm still just as passionate about bass fishing as I've ever been because every day, you know, every day is a new day. It's no different than turkey hunting. Every day is a new day, you know. That's right. That's right. folks, you're hearing it right here, right now on American Reach Outdoors, Bass Masters Elite Champion of Pickwick Lake, Brandon Lester. We're going to go to a break. We come back. We're going to start segment four, and we're going to talk more about his techniques, how he determined what type of water to fish, et cetera. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're listening to my good buddy, Mr. Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors. Around
2: your heart so you never got to worry what the wind
3: Roots. Hey Turkey Hunters, this is Alex Rutledge Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? If you haven't they are American owned, American made, made one at a time hand loaded These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook, daddy long beard job. For more information go to www.apexammunition.com
1: presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. Segment four of the show. Again, Bassmaster's League champion, Brandon Lester, Triple B, on the phone with us. We, we've talked about all kinds of cool stuff with him. I want to share a story with you real quick. I got to fish with Triple B on a lake in Tennessee close to his home called Franklin Ford. I was going to ask a question in the last segment, but I'm going to ask it now. I'm going to how well Brandon's memory is, and I know it's very good. We was fishing Bedded fish, and I'll never forget, he's fishing a med rig, and I've never fished a med rig in my life. And Brandon Lester has the eyes of an eagle, folks. I promise you. He can see a fish bedded at 40 yards when I can't see him at 20. This guy caught one. I got video of it on the phone. I sent it to Brandon. Uh, I don't know, three pounder, three and a half, something like that. And he goes, Alex, I found you one on the bed. I get up front of the boat, and Randy Arbor is with us. He's filming it. It's on our show. You can go to our website watch the show. And anyway, he gets me within 20 feet of, 25 feet of this bedded fish, a pretty good fish. Because I you'll catch her easy. Take a sned rig and flip it right under her nose and work it, and blah, 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 blah. I worked it for five minutes. I couldn't get her to do nothing. <laughs> I said, Brandon. And they're videoing it. I'm thinking, man, I think I'm a pretty dang good fisherman, but this guy right here is a completely different level. So Brandon takes me. I said, Brandon, you catch her. I said, I can't catch her. Alex, it's easy. He flips in. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Do you remember what happened, Brandon? I think I caught it on the first or second flip. First flip, you caught her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I'm with a different status. So I just sat down. I didn't say another word. I just licked my wounds and didn't say another word. So this guy has got the eyes of an eagle. Would you say, Brandon, this question's not on the outline, that eyesight plays an important role with fishing? Oh, absolutely. Especially that time of the year in the spring um, when fish are up shallow and they're doing their thing, uh, yeah, eyesight plays a big role. And, and believe it or not, I, I think there are guys on the elite series that have a lot better – uh, eyesight than me a guy like John Cox or Jacob Peraz, I it's like they don't miss one man but um, mm. it, you know it's like anything else you know if you do it long enough you learn to pick up on uh, you know what, what's different in the water column um, and, and you learn to pick up on what's a fish and what's not yeah I, I, another thing I remember you said something I can't remember it was a, I can't remember some type of bird flew over or something and done something uh oh and you, you, you hit on something, you said, we need to move over there. I can't remember what the bird was doing or something that it made you want to move to another spot. You've seen it do something, or I can't remember, it was searching for shad, or, or I can't remember what it was Yeah, doing. It, was, it was probably a blue heron diving on some shad. All those water birds, I call them water birds, you know, stuff That's like that. That's what you bee- said. Water birds. Yeah, stuff like, a, stuff like a blue heron or a seagull or something like that. All those birds relate to water. They live their life around water. So if you'll learn to watch what those birds are doing, um, and I know we're kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but it's a good tip. If you'll learn to watch what those birds are doing, they'll teach you a lot about fishing because those those salvagons, they fish for a living every day. Wow. I mean, their, their whole life revolves around that lake. Um, and and they know where to go when the shad starts spawning, when the bass starts spawning, when the bluegill starts spawning. I mean, they they'll tell you what you need to know. Beautiful, Redbone. What do you
0: think of that? Tim? Yeah, I, I think that's a great tip. And and you know, Alex, we relate that uh, that same type of activity to hunting a lot. You know, watching the squirrels and to determine you know if there's something coming the way the squirrels act or or whatever the case may be. So yeah, relating that to fishing, I'd really never thought about that, but that's a really good idea for for something that the everyday fisherman can do so um, Alex uh, uh, Brandon uh, when you're out there you know whether it's fishing recreation or, or whatever you want to catch fish uh, how do you determine what type of water you want to fish that day or for that next calf
1: oh man that's a that's a broad question but I'll, I'll answer as best I can um, when you're going to a, a certain body of water, there's a few things you need to know. I think one of the best things a person can learn about bass fishing in particular is know the seasonal movements of a bass. So Mm -hmm. in the spring, a bass comes shallow. He's got a spawn, so he's going to be up there in, say, 10 feet of water or less. Most of the time, probably 5 feet of water or less. Mm -hmm. Summertime, he's probably if it gets hot like this, he's going to be hunting some cooler water probably, so he's probably going to go a little deeper. In the fall, a lot of times they'll come back shallower because the bait fish come shallow. And in the winter, you've got some that'll go, a lot of them that'll go out deeper, some that'll stay up shallow as well. But learn the seasonal movement of the particular lake that you're on. Second thing you need to know when you're going to a certain lake is what type of structure or cover does that particular lake have. Does it have grass? Does it have wood? Does it have rock? Um, you know, how deep of a lake are you dealing with? Water clarity plays into that. So there's a lot of variables there. Um, but, you know, all those things taken into consideration. And just say, for instance, somebody's going to go to a lake they've never been to. This day in time, the best thing they can do is get on YouTube and look up some videos of somebody fishing. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got tons of resources out there these days that can shorten your learning curve tremendously. That's beautiful, well-answered. Here's another question. How do you determine what lures you're going to use during each tournament? Again, how would you do that quickly? Tell us how you would pick your certain lures. Uh, A lot of it just has to do with the activity levels of the bass. If if I can get by with it, I always want to be using a moving bait. I want to put my bait in front of the most amount of fish and catch the most amount of fish in an eight-hour period or nine-hour period with whatever, whatever, you know, my tournament day consists of that day. Um, But I choose my baits accordingly. You know, if I can't get bit on a moving-type bait, say it's (laughs) bright sunshine, it's post-front, I'm probably going to pick up something slow because that most fish's activity level is probably down some. Now, if I'm out there on a day where it's prefrontal, cloudy, windy, I can probably catch them on a crankbait, spinnerbait, something like that. But if that Mm. storm breaks out, it's post front, I may have to flip, throw down, slow down with some soft plastics. Wow, that is awesome. Now, you fish rivers a lot too as a kid growing up, and you still fish rivers. You've never fished a current river before. We fish a lot of current, then we got slow moving holes and we got bluffs and deep pockets. What our fish do, Brandon, uh, through the hot temperatures like right now, they'll move into the current for oxygen. But they'll also get in the lower end of the hole where it's deeper and darker. You notice that same uh, staging areas, et cetera, in the lake, within the lakes with the channels, et cetera. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Especially, we'll just take pictures <laughs> where I just warned at, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. One of the best ways to find those fish on, on the Tennessee River this time of year is to find those places where that current hits the, the absolute hardest. If you can find where that current smacks up against them, the tip of an underwater island, or uh, you know, the tip of a little bar, or something like that, that'll create a hard spot over years and years of that current pushing into that place, um, and and that's where those fish will set up. They'll just sit there and wait for you know crawfish or shad or whatever to wash right to them. There you have it, folks. Brandon Lester sharing some of his techniques. We got a bonus segment coming up after this. This concludes the show segment four for the radio show. The bonus segment. We're going to talk to Brandon about his favorite types of fishing techniques, and we're going to talk about how he won the Mastery Elite Championships. Barrel Pick with the lake And uh, real quick, give us a favorite Bible scripture. You got one off the top of your head? Yes, sir. I've worn it every single day of my Elite Series career. Romans eight twenty eight. It says God works for the good of all. God works all things for the good of those who follow Him and are called according to his purpose. That is awesome. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can catch our podcast by going to every major podcast carrier out there. You can also go to our website, www.americanreachoutdoors.com and listen to our shows and watch our hunting shows. And you'll be able to hear Brandon's shows. He's been on here twice now. Mm-hmm. And again, Brandon, thank you so much, man. It's an honor to call you a friend, even before you was a Bass Masters Elite Champion, because you are the true meaning of a Southern gentleman and a professional. Man, you, you, you're somebody to look up to, and I know you speak at churches, etc. If anybody's listening and you want to book Brandon, we're going to talk about that in the bonus segment. you got to go to a podcast trailer to listen to it. And remember this, everybody. Take a kid outdoors. Share the outdoors with a child. Take him fishing. Take them turkey. Down. Whatever it may be, share the outdoors. It's our heritage. It's our right. It's in our roots to be patriotic. It's in our roots to share our love of the outdoors.
0: And remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry
2: what the wind
0: American roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Slaughter fishing,
1: Amped Outdoors, Jewel Bait presents the bow segment of American Roots Outdoors, and again, we've got Bassmasters Elite Champion, Triple B, Brandon, Big Bass Beast, Lester, on the phone with us. I'm calling you from my phone home. You can hear the roosters crowing in the background. If you listen good, you'll hear turkey gobble here, my tame turkeys. That's what's so cool about our show. We're down-to-earth people, and so is Brandon Lester. If you've never met this guy, he's the true meaning of a southern gentleman, And a true professional. Listen to this, Brandon. You hear him (laughs) drum? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Don't do that to me, Alex. (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's fired up. (laughs) Golly. (laughs) (laughs) American Roots Outdoors, you're liable to hear anything on here. Brandon, tell us, man, bonus of that. what's your favorite type? Efficient technique. If you had to choose one type of technique that will produce for you, no matter where you go, what would that technique be? Wow. Well, favorite and one that will produce for me no matter where I go would, would probably be two different answers. But I'm going to answer both of them since, since okay. you heard it. Okay. Me. Oh, you listen well. Yeah. You listen yeah. well. So, yeah. so favorite, well, probably my favorite way to catch bass is in thick, matted grass. I love to wow. hunt down in that thick, matted grass with a heavy weight, like an ounce and a half weight, a little creature bait, um, yeah. big big rod, big braided line, and usually big fish. So that's probably my favorite way to catch bass. Um, one that, that works all over the country for me is a shaky head, uh, believe mm. it or not. Just about mm. anywhere you go in the country, largemouth, smallmouth, spotted bass, it doesn't really matter, man. Uh, you take a 1 18 ounce or a 316 ounce shaky head, put some type of a 4 inch to 6 inch worm on it, you're going to catch bass. Mm, you just give me some ideas, buddy. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of grass beds on the r- current river. And, man, I hardly ever, we always throw to the edge of it, you know, because the grass is sticking up. I don't know what kind of grass it is, but it sticks up quite a bit, you know. But you can touch yeah. it, and those fish will come out of, of that grass. You give me an idea, man. I'm going to use that. I'm going to try that next yeah. trip I go. Yeah, give it a, try. I, went, give it a try. Yeah, I went yesterday and took my wife Linda and her friend Chris from uh, Bob Burner, Missouri. And I think I caught my limit in about two hours. My best fish was two twelve, and I caught her on a uh, a swim bait. So uh-huh. uh, we got a tournament this weekend, a Nutrition Center tournament. We're raising money for a local town up here. But tell me this, Brandon. What is your overall, you already touched on it, your favorite bait uh, for that technique? Is there a favorite bait other than that worm when punching grass? Oh, for punching? Yeah, my favorite bait is, uh, uh, I'm going to say some type of a beaver-style bait, um, something like a reaction innovation, sweet beaver, um, I throw some, I throw some kind of custom ones that are made by a little small tackle company down in Florida called Bitters Bait and Tackle. Um, mm. I throw several different ones, but the whole deal is when you're punching like that, you want something that's small and compact, something about three or four inches long, and something that'll mm. get down through that grass quick. Um, and mm. once there again, just be efficient. You don't want something real big because it creates a lot of drag and it won't go through as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer, great answer, and I learned something again there, Redbone.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm actually writing. Here. <laughs> 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 well, when you when you can get these tips from an elite Bassmasters champion, then you know you gotta you gotta write them down, and you've got to try them. Oh,
1: you have to, you have to. We're talking to one of the great Poupons, man, of Bassmasters right now, Brandon Lester. Brandon, how old are you? I'm 34, Alex. 34 years old, family man, Christian, devoted Christian, uh, a, a Second Amendment guy, uh, pro uh What a great friend. Uh, let me ask you this. Tell us how you won. You touched on it off and on throughout the show. But what bait was you using? I think you was dragging a worm, wasn't you? A shaky head worm? Uh, yeah, I, I was dragging a worm, but I was actually rigging it a different way. I was doing what's called a Neko rig, N-E-K-O. So that is mm-hmm. a modified wacky rig is what that is. You basically hook that worm in the middle of the worm, and you stick a nail weight. I was using a 1-8-ounce Mustad nail weight and stick him in the head of that worm. And what that does, when you cast it out, that worm goes straight to the bottom head first. And then uh-huh. you're pulling from the center of the worm, so it's actually making that worm pulse uh, every time yeah. you pull it, and it's just a real natural-looking presentation. Um, and, and I would, I'd definitely probably try that over there in the current river too if you had not already, because I, I, have I would not. It would be, I, I bet it would be good. Yeah. I, I really do. Did. did you so, have a Nico rig sponsor those whites? Uh, yes, yeah, must have. Yep. Mustad, I'd like to buy some of them. What can I buy them at? Can I order them off of Amazon, or, or can I, I order could. some from you, you and I'll pay you, or whatever? You can find them at MidwayUSA.com. Uh, okay, MidwayUSA. Midway Absolutely. Yeah, Midway stepped up with me as my real ta- retail sponsor. They're actually my title sponsor this year, and uh, they sell all the Mustads products I've got a brand new signature series line of rods coming out. You can find them okay. at Midway. They're three must-add as well. Um, so yeah, they, they've got all the goodies on there. Beautiful. That's what we need to order. Everybody Midway USA you need to order all the Brandon Lester's rods and his custom baits and weights, everything. Brandon, I'm a huge, huge fan of yours, brother. And, uh, I believe in anything you tell me, brother, you've been a wonderful guest. And, uh, yeah, let's mention your other sponsors here before we wrap it up. Who all would you like to mention and how can they follow Brandon Lester? Yeah, absolutely. So, as I said, Midway USA, uh, Phoenix Boats, Mafia Oak Fishing, Mustang, Vicious Fishing Line, um, Hook Apparel, Toyota. They've been with me mm-hmm. for several years. It it like I said earlier, man. It, it takes a village to do what we do, and, and as you mm-hmm. know, you know anybody in the outdoor industry, sponsors are a huge part of it. It's not yeah. like we just you know wear those these companies on our jersey because we want mm-hmm. to. No, it's a it's a give and a take kind of a situation, you know. And, and these companies, they're my friends. They mean a lot mm-hmm. to me. So uh, definitely support the companies uh, that support mm-hmm. the industry for sure. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. as far as following me. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Pro Angler Brandon Lester. You can find me on Instagram, Brandon Lester Fishing. I've got a YouTube channel, Brandon Lester Fishing, on there. actually just uploaded a, a video here a little while ago. So, uh, yeah, follow along, man. We're, it, it's been a, an amazing year. Um, I'm fourth in Angler of the Year points, so we got three tournaments left. So looking to finish the year strong for sure. I'm cheering for you. All of us are at American Roots Outdoors, and I encourage all of my friends that follow us to follow Brandon Lester. Cheer him on. He's a brother in Christ, a true Southern gentleman, and a great example to all the kids out there that follow Bassmasters. If I had a little boy, I'd want him to grow up and be just like you, Brandon Lester. Well, I, I appreciate that, Alex. I uh, yeah. I tell you, I've, that that's a soft spot in my heart is, is kids, man, because it ain't been... Too terribly long ago that I was that kid, you know. So every time I weigh in and I look out there in the crowd, and I see those kids, but, uh, I, I really hope that you know I can be a shining light in a in a crazy world. And I hope that they can look at me and not see trophies and big checks. I hope they see a guy who chased his dream and and worked hard and put his priorities where they needed to be and and made it happen. Beautiful. <laughs> What a way to end the show,
0: Redbone. Yeah, that is. And, uh, you know, we were actually talking about uh, some of that uh, early in the show today, Alex. So, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Really cool.
1: Yeah. We're going to wrap it up here again. Thank you, Brandon Lester. Everybody follow Brandon Lester. Cheer him on to win Angler of the Year. And uh, hang on the phone after we hang up here, Brandon. Be sure to leave a review, everybody. When you go to our website, listen to our podcast, we do giveaways. Uh, Brandon, can we get something autographed, maybe a hat or something that we can give away to uh, one of our guy people down the road here, maybe in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I'll send you a hat and one of my uh, one of my autograph kind of trading cards that I have. That would be beautiful. Cool. Remember, everybody, share the outdoors, and remember that kid in the crowd. If you're up in front of a group of people and there's kids in that crowd, Brandon Lester said it best. You know, he don't want to be remembered as somebody drawing checks and winning trophies. He wants to be remembered as somebody that followed their dream. Follow your dream, everybody. Don't give up. Life's got mountains and it's got valleys. Keep your faith in God. Keep your eyes on the prize. And remember, when your roots
0: run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind.